Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, August the 18th, and I'm back. And uh, since I left, the Phillies have not done so great. Uh, I've been off since last Friday. Since then, the Phillies have lost two of three to the Reds. And then last night, they lose the first in Arizona. Frustrating stretch of baseball now after the uh, eight-game win streak. The Phillies have won just two of their last seven games, two and five in their last seven since the eight-game win streak. And have, have, you know, after riding, so I played such disappointing baseball. I was away for the weekend. I didn't get to watch most of the games live, bits and pieces, but I've gone back and watched since. And, um... You know, just a really frustrating showing from this team. You know, look, you lose two of three to the Dodgers after the eight-game win streak. Okay, you know, that's okay. The Dodgers are a fantastic baseball team. You know, even though you're home, you want to win two of three, it happens. You won that last one, a tight, hard-fought baseball game. You needed it. Okay. Then you go into this Red Series. You need to find a way to take two of three at home. You have to. And a lifeless effort on Friday, which we'll get into. A incredibly disappointing performance from Aaron Nola on Sunday yet again. And then last night you go to Arizona and you lose game one of the series. You don't hit. You don't hit. And of course, as fate or luck or whatever would have it, the Atlanta Braves have won five straight. Atlanta Braves are hot, playing good baseball, beating bad teams. And that's the thing. Ultimately, that's what this season's going to come down to. The Mets now four and a half back of the of the Braves. They're two back of the Phillies. The two, Phillies are two and a half back of the Braves right now. Mets are starting to fade, and we know how tough their schedule is. But the Braves' schedule isn't. The Phillies and the Braves both have easy schedules the rest of the way out, so we can't do the whole, oh, Phillies' schedule, it's so much easier thing. It's not than the Braves. They're both bad. So Phillies need to start beating the teams they're supposed to. Like, you can't go into lose, Arizona and lose. I mean, you really need to, to sweep, theoretically, but two or three mags, now you got to take them. And it's just, it, it's incredibly frustrating. It's back to where we are with this team. And look, I still believe in what we saw in that eight-game win streak, what got us excited, the reasons for positivity there. They've been crushed by injuries. That's definitely part of the problem. I mean, losing Hoskins for as long as they have has really hurt this team. The injuries to the pitching staff. Zach Eflin's still not back. I mean, that's 
that's tough. That's a tough thing for this team to battle through, and, and obviously the injuries in the bullpen and the consistent nicks and knacks, and obviously they didn't have Didi for a while, they didn't have McCutcheon for a while. Like it has been, uh, It's been catching up with this team. You know, something that I've talked about all season long, and obviously talked about it with a little more fervor earlier in the season uh, when it was really showing itself, and then during the stretch when, uh, when they were playing better baseball, it was it was hidden, so to speak. But but you know, it comes back to roster depth. It comes back to the fact that when a team like the Dodgers loses guys. They got guys and guys and guys to fill those holes. Same thing with the Braves. Like, the Braves have had some serious injuries. They lost their best player. Ronald Cunha is their best player. Him and Freddie Freeman, and I, I think I would argue Cunha. And they're still in first place. They're still winning games. They went out. They got Adam Duvall. They got Eddie Rosario. They made moves. And they have they have depth. They have organizational depth to fill these holes when they have injuries to pitchers, hitters, whatever. The Phillies don't. And that that's... Where it's starting to catch up with them, that that organizational depth, that ability to fill in when players are out. And look, again, it, they're, they're two and a half games back. We have 43 games left. It is about to be the stretch run. We're about to be September. It's going to be intense. Like, they're going to be in it. It's going to be fun to watch them and the Braves battle down the stretch. But I'm certainly nervous of the Braves. I'm certainly nervous that this Braves team, and, and this is what I've been saying for a while, you know, if you've listened to this show, you know I have not been afraid of the Mets. I've been afraid of the Braves the whole time. The Braves are a team that has won these games before. They've made the playoffs a few years in a row now. They know what it takes to win in September when it matters. To find ways to win baseball games, to find ways to power through the dog days, to power through the stretch run, and to play their best baseball when it matters. And we're seeing them do that right now. And now the Phillies have to find a way to match it. They don't have that institutional knowledge, that recent history of of the Atlanta Braves, of, of playing in these types of games, of winning these types of games, of going to the playoffs, but they have to create their own. They have to, to begin somewhere. And, and now's the time, folks. 43 games left, two and a half back. It is about as real as it's going to get. It's go time. Let's look back at a few of the things from the weekend, then we'll look at how massively important the next week plus is coming up. The rest of the Diamondback series, the Padres series, it is it is put up or shut up time for this Phillies team. Seriously, it's it's uh you know, as excited as we were a week and a half ago, uh right now it's uh precarious. You know, the the winning the division, it's it's precarious now. They're two and a half back in the Braves. They need to start playing better baseball, and they certainly have to start beating teams that they're supposed to beat. Going back to Friday night, a frustrating loss. The bats just didn't show up. Five hits all game. Um, just nothing going offensively. They got one RBI on a DDRBI double. And uh, it was over pretty quickly. Zach Wheeler, not his best. Um, you know, not his worst, but not his best. Six innings, four earned, four hits, one walk, six strikeouts. Like, uh, you know, he wasn't bad. He just ran into some bad luck and he gave up a couple of home runs. You know, he gave up a three-run homer to Votto, and that pretty much ended the game, and then a, a homer to Castellanos, and otherwise was pretty good. Um, but, you know, those two pitches really ended this game for the Phillies as the Phillies didn't get anywhere close. It would be 6 nothing in the top of the ninth. Phillies added one in the bottom of the ninth, and that was it. And this was just a frustrating one. This was a, after you lose 2-3 or three to the Dodgers at home series game one, you got Zach Wheeler on the hill. You got to find a way to to play better in this game. And look, Tyler Maley was awesome for the Reds. He really was. And Tyler Maley is a really nice pitcher. And he's having a very good year for them. So, 
Um, you know, I don't think it's embarrassing to get shut down by Tyler Malley, but it is certainly embarrassing to lose 6-1 to one in that game when you really need it. You know, coming off that Dodgers series, trying to gain that momentum back, incredibly frustrating showing, unable to get anything going offensively, and that's been a theme for this team the last few games, and frustrating. We get to Saturday, and Saturday, it's so funny, because you go into a three-game series with the Reds, and I tell you, you got Zach Wheeler, Matt Moore, and Aaron Nola. You certainly would have expected the one game they win would be the Matt Moore game, right? And you wouldn't have expected that Matt Moore would throw six no-hit innings. Matt Moore, brilliant, brilliant against the Reds on Saturday. Literally throws six no-hit innings. Six innings, two walks, eight strikeouts. No hits. Controversial. Girardi pulls him only at 76 pitches. Look, we all know Matt Moore wasn't going to keep the no-hitter. They only end up giving up one hit. Hector Neres throws a clean inning. Then in the eighth, they lose the no-hitter. Uh, give up, excuse me, three hits, but um, only one run is what I meant to say. Um, but Archie Bradley loses the no-hitter in the eighth. Gives up a run, then Ian Kennedy pitches a clean ninth. The Phillies win at six to one. Um, they get some hits. Bryce, boom. Um, Bryce uh, one for four with an RBI and a run, a triple. Ended up scoring on an error, like a, a little league homer type of thing. Um, also got a, a couple homers from McCutcheon and Torres, which was great to see. Get great to see McCutcheon getting back in the swing, starting to hit the baseball. Um, as Harper continues to be awesome. Um, but the Phillies just unable to get anything going uh, in Game 3. We'll get to it in a sec. But, but yeah, Matt Moore, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So unexpected. Uh, six shutouts, six no-hit. Um, you know, look, we've seen such highs and lows from Matt Moore this season that I'm, I'm not expecting him to carry over, but it was nice to see. I certainly I don't think I'll have more confidence in a Matt Moore start the next time he goes out um, because of it, but... It was nice to see. I'll get you know. It was nice to see. Uh, Sunday, uh, desperate. You need to win this series, right? You gotta find a way to win this series, and they don't. They lose seven to four on Sunday. Really frustrating one, and and uh, it comes back to the same guy. It was over early. The Phillies fought back, so uh, it's three nothing in the third. The Phillies fought back three one, then four one, then four two, four three. You're feeling it, and then the. Reds pull away ends up being 7-3, 7-4 final. But uh, the man to blame, yet again, Aaron Nola. Yet uh, again. Other than that range-shortened start against the Dodgers where he was looking great, um, he's been bad lately. Nola goes four and a third, gives up four runs, six hits, three walks. 88 pitches through four and a third. Aaron Nola's ERA is at 448 on the season. What a disappointment. What a massive, massive, massive disappointment Aaron Nola's been this year. Again, you know, they're two and a half games back. If you want to point to one guy and say it's his fault, Aaron Nola's right there. Aaron Nola and Alec Bohm. If we're going to the start of the season and trying to point out the guys who are most responsible based on what we expected from them and counted on them for, to right now, Alec Bohm, Aaron Nola, Didi Gregorius, certainly up there too, and others you could point to, but Alec Bohm all around, the, the lack of offense, the horrendous defense. And by the way, Bohm has not started, uh, he started once in seven games, was not in line yet again last night against Arizona, we'll get to that, but... Looks like Girardi realizing that the defensive liabilities for how little offense he's giving, it's just not worth it. And I agree with him. I would play Torres before. Boom, I never thought I'd get there. But 
Um, but even more so, look, Bohm, Bohm's in his second year. Maybe we counted on Bohm more than we should have, and I will say me as a part of the we, I definitely thought Bohm was going to be a really good hitter for this team this year. He hasn't. I didn't think he'd be a good defender. I don't think any of us thought he would be the worst we've ever seen like he has been. I mean, just an absolute travesty out there at their base. But um, I think offensively we, we maybe expected too much, but he's certainly disappointed. Even from what we expected, he is disappointed. But but even then, you know, it's a second year, whatever. Like Aaron Nola, if you want to put one guy in the crosshairs as the the face of, of why they're two and a half games back right now, it's that guy. It's Aaron freaking Nola. It's this guy's inability to come through for this team when they need him over and over and over and over again. He has a 4-4-8 DRA on the season. 4-4-8. This was a game at home where you've lost four of the last five baseball games. Three of the last four, excuse me. You lost three of the last four baseball games. This makes it 4-5. You lost three of four, and if you lose this, it's four to five. And you got nothing for me? You got nothing for your squad? You got four and a third of four-run ball? That's what you got, Aaron Nola? Really? Just a disappointment. I don't. I can't count on Aaron Nola. I'd rather have Kyle Gibson on the hill. I think Zach Wheeler's the one, Kyle Gibson's the two, Aaron Nola's the three right now for me. I mean, what else are we supposed to say? And it's a disappointment because Nola was one of the things that kind of gave this chance a team to be different in terms of of from what we expected from them. The Wheeler-Nola combo at the top, how good is that? You can go to war with that. Not really. Go to war with one of them. Aaron Nola just, again, the biggest disappointment on the team, in my opinion, this year. The the biggest reason this team is where they are. And, uh... And it's frustrating to watch because I think we all expected a lot more out of Aaron Nola. And look, we've all seen a lot more out of Aaron Nola. It's the worst season he's had in a while. Obviously, we've talked about the problems with him. We've done the, is Aaron Nola an ace debate about a million times? Obviously, we know now, no. <laughs> but but we were debating that, and it's because he still was really good for the vast majority of the time. This has been his worst season ever, or certainly since, you know, his start in the majors. I mean, he's been horrible. A 4480 ERA. Aaron Nola this season has regressed to a point that I don't think we thought was possible. With what we've seen of him, we thought that we had at least a baseline level of 3-5-ish ERA. That, that'll be the worst. 3-6. Somewhere in there. It won't get worse than that. And look, he can be a 2's guy. He could be a 2-8, 2-7, If we've seen him be a 2-3-7. He could do that. And he has been nowhere close. Nowhere close. And start after 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 start. Start after start after start. Dude doesn't come through. Dude disappoints. And he did again two nights ago. Three nights ago. And it was a really disappointing loss and an even more disappointing showing from Nola. I'm so disappointed with this guy. So disappointed. And I just, I don't count on him. I don't look at Aaron Nola as someone as I can count on anymore. I just don't. I can't. All right, needed off day on Monday. At this point, you've lost four of six. You head into Arizona to face a Diamondbacks team that heading into last night was 38 and 81. 38 and 81. Yeah, yeah, that team. One of the worst teams in baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Phillies just don't show up. Very disappointing showing. 
and blame the bats. You know, uh, Bryce Harper gets it started off early. Another bomb. I mean, Harper's been great. It's 22nd of the season. Harper goes one for three last night with a walk, an RBI, and a run. Uh, the OPS, Harper has now got a 415 on base and a 574 slugging percentage. That is an OPS of 989. <laughs> Pretty friggin' unbelievable. Pretty amazing. Like, really, truly what a season this guy's having. Tatis comes back, which hurts his MVP chances, but he has certainly played like an MVP. Bryce Harper, not the reason this team is not where we want him to be. Um, Segura's been struggling lately, average down to 301. He was at 314 last week, so he has really been scuffling lately, and really no one offensively getting it going. 0 for 4 for Romuto. McCutcheon goes 0 for 3. Torres goes 0 for 4. Kyle Gibson wasn't bad. Gibson goes 6 innings, 3 runs. Seven hits, two walks, five strikeouts. He was fine. You know, not great, but fine. Certainly good enough to, to should give you a chance to win a game. But the Phillies went down 3-1 in the sixth. One, tied it 1-1 in the fifth. Down 3-1 in the sixth on the Van Meter homer. And then the Phillies score a couple, uh, score one in the ninth, but unable to capitalize on the rest of it. They score on a wild pitch, but unable to get that extra run in to tie the game up. And they go down. To a horrendous Diamondbacks team. A series you should have gone in and won handily. You know, you've, you've already lost the first one. And Girardi was upset after the game. Joe Girardi was was not feeling the way his team performed. And I don't blame him. Look, I've been calling for more of uh, more of the angry Girardi uh, all year, you know. Um, Girardi after the game said, I don't want to hear about the schedule no more. I don't want to hear about it. We played Arizona and we got beat because we didn't hit. If you don't hit and you don't pitch, you don't run the bases and you don't play defense, you're going to lose in this league. Bottom line, okay? And I delivered that in a much less angry way than Joe Girardi did. Girardi was pissed. He was flat out upset when he did it. And I don't blame him. Again, there's a team that won eight straight. You're feeling good. There's momentum. There's positivity. And then you lose five of the next seven? Including losing the first one in Arizona? After losing two or three to the Reds, two or three of the Dodgers, you go and lose the first game in Arizona? With Kyle Gibson on the hill? He should be disappointed. Jordy should be living with this team. What are we doing? Does this team want to make the playoffs or not? And that's what I was talking about before with this schedule thing where it's like, Girardi's right. The schedule doesn't matter. You just got to beat or you're playing. This Phillies team the last few years has done a horrible job against the teams they're supposed to beat, right? And we talked about that before. It's like, you know, oh, it's such an easy schedule. But it's the freaking Phillies. Easy schmeasy. They will find a way to make these easy games seem hard. And that's what they're doing. That's what happened last night in Arizona. They don't show up at all offensively. Two runs against that Diamondbacks team? Kyle Gibson pitched well enough to win. Was it great? No, but six innings, three runs, it's a quality start. You should be able to win that game for the Phillies against a bad team. You have to be able to win that game. And I don't I don't blame Jari for being annoyed. And I hope he was annoyed with them in the locker room. I hope that attitude that was in that postgame presser was displayed in the locker room, in the clubhouse with those players. Because they need to see it. They need to know that that was completely unacceptable. That what they've been doing has been completely unacceptable. They have a chance. There are 43 games left in this season. 43 games. The chance to end a decade-long playoff drought for this city. The chance for a lot of these guys to make the playoffs for the first time, or if not the first time, certainly their first time here. 
JT first time, Reese first time, Nola first time, a lot of these guys, Wheeler first time. Oh, Wheeler was hurt in 2015 when the Mets made it. Like, this is... This is a real chance, a real opportunity for this group of guys. And they go out and put up a lifeless effort in Arizona, a lifeless effort. I would be super annoyed if I were Joe Girardi too. I would be ripping into these guys. And again, I do think the injuries matter. I think the injuries are hurting them. I mean, you look at the lineup when you go through it, like, yeah, they're missing dudes. You know, they are. I get it. Like, this is a better team with those guys in the lineup. But you won the eight-game winning streak without a lot of those guys in the lineup. You won with McC- without McCutcheon for all of it. You won without Hoskins for some of it. Like, you know, that that sometimes you have to find a way to, to power through these things. And again, you know, I, I just... It's so disappointing to see them go in Arizona because they have to win these games against bad teams. Like, look at the... Let's go through the Braves schedule again. I know we did this last week, but one more time. Let's go through it real quick. They've won five straight. By the way, beating the teams they're supposed to, right? And they've also won eight of nine, and way more than that, actually. So the Braves, whew, the Braves have won five out of six, eight of nine, 14 of 16. The Braves have won 14 of their last 16 games. That's why they're where they are. And you know what? It's been against bad teams for the most part. They won three straight against Washington, now two straight against Miami. They play Miami again tonight. Then three in Baltimore, another bad team. Then this stretch is important because here's where the Phillies can make some hay. Home versus the Yankees, home versus San Francisco, three in Los Angeles. That's tough. But then, really easy again. Then four in Colorado, three at home against Washington, three at home against Miami, then three at home against Colorado. I mean, that's a stretch of 13 straight games against horrible teams. 12 straight games against horrible teams. Not good. Then you get three in San Francisco. That's tough. But then four in Arizona again. Super easy. Three in San Diego. That's tough. Then three against the Phillies. Three against the Mets. It's, a, it's an easy schedule. The Braves have an easy schedule. The Phillies have to find ways to start winning these games, particularly the easy ones. As we look at the Phillies schedule, I actually don't think it's quite as easy. So they have two more against Arizona. You have to win both of these. Like must-win games here in Arizona. Then three in San Diego. Tough. Two at home versus Tampa Bay. Tough. Then four, so this is the uh, stretch. It coincides with that tough stretch for Atlanta against the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers. The Phillies have four at home against Arizona, three in Washington, three in Miami. Huge stretch of baseball. Then they play three in Milwaukee, which is tough, but then another big stretch of seven games at home, four against Colorado, three against Chicago, the Cubs. Those are all bad teams. Then you got three in New York against the Mets. Could be bad by then. Then three at home against Baltimore, three at home, uh, excuse me, four at home against Pittsburgh. So that's easy. And then the the Braves and the Marlins on the road. So actually, I do think the Philly schedule is just as easy, but um, that's what it's going to come down to because the Braves schedule is easy. The Braves, the Phillies are not going to get the help of, oh, the Braves have 14 of their next 16 games against winning teams. Like, that's not going to help the Phillies because the Braves don't have that either. So it's about beating the teams you're supposed to beat. And right now, the Braves have been doing a better job of that. A flat-out better job. Now, look, hot streaks happen. The Phillies won eight straight. The Braves have won 14 of 16. Braves have won five straight. Braves have won eight of nine. Braves are hot right now. Hopefully, you need them to cool off a little bit. You need the Phillies to grab that mantle again and start to win some baseball games. Because, again, like, this is... It's put-up or shut-up time. There's 43 games left in the season. You're two and a half back. 43 games, two and a half back. You start to fall a little further away, you're you're done. 
The Phillies cannot afford to fall further away. They have to win games. They have to win games. I know it's like such a simple, obvious thing to say, but they really need to start winning some baseball games here. And we need more from this Phillies team. Tonight, 940, Ranger Suarez against Castellanos. And then tomorrow at 340, Zach Wheeler against Mad- Madison Bumgarner. So those are just big games. Then you go this weekend to San Diego. Matt Moore, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson. Just such a big stretch of baseball. And then you got Tampa Bay before a nice stretch against Arizona, Washington, Miami. So Phillies really need to find a way to win some games. And these next two are, are like must-wins. I know it sounds crazy, but they have two must-win games the next two nights in Arizona. You must win. Ranger and Wheeler, let's go. It's go time. You need to win these games. The Braves have winnable games. They're going to keep winning. You cannot, you cannot let them pull away here. You cannot let them pull away. That's the point. We're at 43 games left, so we're at the point of the season where teams can start to pull away. And right now, the Braves are the one who's more set to pull away than the Phillies. They've been better across the board, run differential, lately, all of it. Phillies really need to pick up their game and put up or shut up time. 42 games left. 43 games left. It's go time. And it starts tonight with Ranger on the hill against Nimebacks. Must win game in Arizona. Really need to win this game and, and start to hit the baseball again because... You know, this is getting nerve-wracking. It's go time. Um, All right, whatever happens tonight. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.